0: Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless.
1: We are blessed today uh, because we've got a guest with us. He's a friend of our house and If I'm honest, he's one of my favorite preachers in Britain. He is an incredible communicator and he's been doing this for decades. I remember hearing him as a young person, being inspired by him and he is the real deal. He is hilarious on a platform and he's just as hilarious off it. He is a genuinely funny, authentic, humble guy. And as well as preaching the gospel, the thousands of people every year across our nation He's had the courage to step out and do do something very few believers have and that that is, as a comedian, he goes to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Why? Because he wants to bring the gospel into that arena. Having heard many comedians pull down the name of Jesus, he goes in there to lift up the name of Jesus. It takes a heck of a lot of courage to do that. So, we're going to honour Mark Ritchie as he comes, but of course we're also going to honour the Word of God, which can change us. So why don't we put our hands together, honour God's Word, and let's honour Mark Ritchie as he
2: comes. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Grab your seats.
3: It is good here, isn't it? No, Turn to the person next to you and say, it is good here oh wow honestly I get up in so many churches and I'm like wow it's good here and I'm lying yeah I'm lying it's not that good oh but it is amazing. I've really sensed the presence of God, sensed the amazing, wonderful, brilliant adventure that you guys are on in the, as a church. I keep watching your stuff. I keep following Pastor John, what he's on with, and I just absolutely love it. So it's brilliant. And I'm really glad to be here because... Um, Tonight, I'm going to be doing, for the very first time, my new, brand new show um, called Mark Ritchie, as seen near a TV, yeah? And I've never been on TV, but I've been near a TV. And uh, basically, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that in Gloucester tonight because I need to have a few shots at it. And then, in Edinburgh in August, I'm going to be right there, near the castle. I want to be a light in a dark place the humor honestly the comedy that is going around at the moment in edinburgh it's horrendous there's humor that i can't even describe to you and god's asked me to go there my venue near edinburgh castle people trundling they come from all over and then they hear great, funny stories, lots of laughs, but then they hear the message that God is awesome, and he's amazing, and we love him. Amen. So good. So good. And then when I was doing my show last year, I, um, I got heckled. Now, you get heckled when you do festival shows. You don't normally get heckled when you're at church. But, you know, maybe you guys are a bit boisterous today, yeah? So who knows? But um, the weirdest heckle I've ever had, I got it. And it was from this big Scottish guy. He'd got a massive beard. He was sitting near the back. And he just, I was kind of doing some stuff about food, chatting about food. And he just shouts from the back really loud. He just went, always put some salt in your pot noodle." was Like he got that message in him and he just needed to get it out to the world. Always oh, put some salt in a pot. Now, I'm I want to kind of find out here because for me, pot noodles, everybody internationally accepts, are absolutely rank. Yeah, they are disgusting. Is everyone with me on that? Yeah. People are like, no, no, I don't eat pot noodles. Is there anyone here who would be brave enough to say, I like a pot noodle? I like, oh, my actual goodness. Oh, my goodness. Look at them. Confession is good for the soul. Yeah? Oh, I love it. Oh, now, this gentleman, you've lifted your hands more for pot noodles than you did for Jesus. Okay? So, what's your
2: favorite pot noodle? chicken and mushroom never seen a chicken it's never seen a mushroom
3: it's basically the green one yeah green it's green fluorescent green any food that is fluorescent green should not go on the inside huh, amen um if i was doing if i was doing the pot noodle the directions on the side this is what i would put step one peel off the lid take out the sashi. step number two Hot boiling water up to the line. Step number three, leave for four minutes. Step number four, during those four minutes, have a think to yourself, why is your life got to such a horrendous low point, yeah? That it's become such a measurable existence that you are willing to eat a chicken and mushroom pot noodle, yeah? <laughs> Step number five, get the potty dough, put it in the bin. Step number six, go and get a sausage roll from Greggs. Yes. Yes. Does Norwich have Greggs? Ah yes. oh. oh. People are right now, just, yeah, I could just eat a sausage roll from Greggs. Does anyone have anything different from a sausage roll or a steak bake? Anyone else have anything different from that? Sir, what do you have? I think I speak on behalf of everyone when I say, get out, yeah? <laughs> just send them out to church. That is disgusting, my friend. Well, maybe you're online right now and you're watching us and you're thinking, what is going on, yeah? Um, we're just doing a little bit of kind of preaching from the side of a pot noodle, yeah? And it's all going well, but we're glad you're watching. So, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. At the end, I'm going to get the opportunity to pray. Pray for people that are here for the first time. Pray for people that have come here thousands of times. Pray for people that are in a brilliant place and life is amazing. Praying for people that are going through a tough, tough season. I want to pray for you. I was chatting to my friend who's a minister. And he said that... um, He was preaching. He says, oh, Mark, when I'm preaching, I always get really sweaty when I'm preaching. So I was like, "Mm, too much information. And uh, he said he called people to the front and about four or five people came to the front and the very first gentleman got down on his knees and he got down on his knees so everybody else went down on their knees. He came off the stage and he started to pray for this gentleman. He put his hand on his head and he's just praying his heart out for this guy. And when he lifted his hand up, the guy's wig came away in his hand. <laughs> and then he said he got the nightmare of like, he's trying to get rid of this wig, yeah? He couldn't get rid of it. It was sticking to his hand. So then he had to pray for everyone else with the wig on his hand. Can you imagine that? Just getting a little bit of wigage on your head like that. It's like oh, what a nightmare, what a nightmare. I love that some people right now, just adjusting their wigs, yeah, just like, is everything okay? One or two others just going, I wish I had anything up there, yeah, absolutely anything. No, it's good. But I do, I want to pray for you. I don't want to pray just as Paul prayed for the Ephesians. So I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 3. Maybe you're at home right now watching online. I want you to look at Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. This is what the Bible says. Paul's prayer to the Ephesians. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him, now to him who is
2: able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the
3: church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You see, Paul, he was praying for the Ephesians. And I want to pray for you. And I want to pray for three things for you. The first thing that I want to pray is I want to pray that you would be open to God's supernatural strength. That you would be open to the flow of supernatural strength that comes from God. That God would energize your inner being. That you would go from this service today rejuvenated, absolutely filled up, empowered to go out and face your week. You see, I knew I was coming here, and I understand that there's a lot of excellent, very big hearted people in this church. I know there's a lot of people that have got big responsibilities, you've got lots of jobs. You've got big decisions to make. There's people in this room that have got big family choices to make. People watching online that have got challenging times ahead. And maybe this week you can look at it and you think, wow, it feels so overwhelming. But you know what I want to say to you today? That we're going to believe in a few moments that when we pray that God is going to strengthen your inner man. Yeah. He's going to energize your inner man. That you're going to be empowered, empowered to overcome all the things that you face this week. There is no enemy or obstacle in our lives today that we cannot overcome through Christ. No enemy, no obstacle in our lives today that we cannot overcome. That you're going to have that moment where you're going to be like, oh God, I'm, I'm open to the flow of your supernatural strength. Would you energize me? Would you empower me? And God is going to do miracles in this place. You see, God might not magic wand away all your challenges this week. God might not like move everything out the way and sort of difficult conversations, family challenges, heartache, broken relationships. God might not magic wand all of those away, but what God can do today is he can give us the inner strength and the inner energy that we would be able to overcome them in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I am um, I decided to do three peaks. A couple of years ago I did the three peaks. Thank you for your kindness. And it was the highest mountain in Scotland, then the highest mountain in England, finishing off with the highest mountain in Wales in 24 hours. <sighs> My friend Mike, my friend Nigel and me, we looked at all the internet stuff and it said, make sure you have a driver who drives you from the different mountains. We kind of were macho. We're like, we don't need that. We can drive ourselves. That was a big mistake, yeah? (sighs) So we did the Scottish mountain first. Now, I don't know if you know this, but you might want to write this in your journal. But God lives in scotland yeah god lives in scotland god is scottish and i love that there's people writing that down going hallelujah hallelujah amen and so when i was going up the scottish mountain i was just skipping up there i got to the top there was a breeze of anointing upon me i was like this is so easy then i came down and i got to the bottom of the mountain And then it says, now we're going to England. (sighs) I said, God, do not send me to that pagan country. And God said, you've got to go, Mark. You've got to go. So we get to the mountain in the Lake District. And now it's kind of 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And we're going up this mountain. And this mountain is so far away. The mountaintop is miles away and the terrain is really difficult and it's hard and we're oh I don't know if you're different to me but you know when you get really tired and you get to that place that absolutely everything and I mean everything that the people around you say annoys you have you ever got to that have you ever got to that point I was getting annoyed by the way Mike was breathing, yeah? That's how annoying I was like, can you breathe someone else? Because that is getting on my wick, I'll be honest with you. Yeah? You are doing my head in, yeah? And then even when they encourage you, you know, Nigel's a very encouraging guy, and he says, Mark, I just want you to keep on going. And I'm like, why would you say that, yeah? Even the encouragement was getting me down. And we were so tired. But, you know, this is what I wanted to tell you. We had a little stop. We had a little fuel stop. And we took on some chocolate bars. We opened up one of those packets that on the outside it says, lasagna. Just add hot boiling water and you've got lasagna. That's a lie from the devil. yeah, that is not lasagna. All we've got now is hot water with a bit of powder in it, yeah? But we ate all this stuff. And we sat there for a few minutes. And we stood up. And you know, the mountain was still as far away as it always was. The terrain was still super difficult. But now we were energized. Now we had an inner strength that we thought, we can do this. And we were able to get to the top of the English one. And then we made it to the top of the Welsh one. And we did it within the 24 hours. And it's like... I want to say that maybe the mountaintop for you this week is still going to be so hard for you to see. Maybe the terrain that you're dealing with and navigating at the moment is difficult. I know that there are people in the room that have got disappointments and regrets. And I know that there are people in the room that have got tough weeks ahead and that things are hard. But I'm praying and I'm believing that God would energize our inner man, strengthen us, that we would have that inner power that we would be able to get through this week and we would get to the top of the mountain in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Not only do I want to pray over you that you would be open to his flow of supernatural strength, but I also want to pray that you would be open to his superlative love open to his superlative love you see it says there in the bible how wide long high and deep is the love of christ that you would be open to his superlative love my um my mom and dad live in scotland and uh, i don't know if you know this maybe you do know this but There are some beautiful beaches in Scotland. There's these big, long, incredible white beaches. They're lovely. And every time I go up there, I love to walk on them. It is amazing. And you walk for miles and miles on these beautiful beaches, and you don't meet any other people. Because everyone in Scotland says, It's freezing. I'm not going on the beach, yeah? It's like, No way. So these beaches are beautiful, and uh, there's a beach really close to where my dad lived, It's beautiful white beach, and um, it's kind of sad, because a couple of young guys had nicked a car, and they basically done a bit of a joy ride through the villages, through the towns, and then they drove the car onto the beach and set it on fire. And now you've got this beautiful white beach that's got this wreckage on the beach, this kind of horrendous eyesore. It's really sad to look at it. this blemish on the beach. And then I was there not too long ago, and they had a huge storm. My dad and me actually went out and saw these waves. I've never seen waves like them, so big, so high, huge waves. And a few days after the storm, we went on that favorite beach of ours and we're walking along and unbelievably what had happened in the storm is that the waves had come in, crashed over the beach, crashed over the wreckage, picked up the wreckage and taken it away. Wiped the beach completely clean. Not only did it pick up the wreckage and the brokenness, but even the scar On the beach, the oil scar where the incident had happened was wiped completely clean. The power of the wave. And what Paul is talking about in this verse in Ephesians, he's talking about the powerful wave of God's forgiveness. You see, because the truth is, every single one of us has got wreckage. Every single one of us has got brokenness.
2: Every one of us in this room, you've got your blemish, your thing that you're like, oh, I wish I'd not done that. I wish I'd not seen that. I wish I'd not said that. We've all got brokenness. We've all got stuff that we're like, oh, I really regret that. People online now, you're watching and you know it to be true
3: that it's like we've all got stuff in our life brokenness, hearts, ache. Blemish. And I want you to know this. that The Bible says that the wave of God's forgiveness comes crashing on our soul, lifts up all of our brokenness, all of our wreckage, all of our stuff, and wipes it completely clean. Hallelujah. (laughs) Wipes it completely clean. That our soul is washed completely clean. I felt deep, deep, deep to share this with you today that not only picking up the vehicle and taking it out as the wave did, but the fact that the wave even washed over and cleaned the scars on the sand. You could not even tell where the incident had happened because it had cleaned it completely with this wave of forgiveness. And I really want you to hear me clearly when I say this. I believe in counseling. I believe in getting counseled. I have been in counseling in the last couple of years myself. Counseling is a really great thing and I believe in it. But I also believe this, that there are times when God washes over our soul and wipes us completely clean And even takes away that stinging scar. Even that thing that, you know, you're kind of past it. You've dealt with it. You've done some good work with God. But there's just that little, just that little scab that stings a little bit. And you remember some of your mistakes. And you remember some of your flaws. And you're like, ah, I believe that today. We can have a moment in God where God washes over our souls and wipes it completely clean. Amen. I'm up for that. Is anyone else up for that? See, I don't know what happens with you, but my kids, you know, they think they're funny. yeah. They've kind of got a bit of a mouth on them, yeah? My son, I deeply, deeply regret teaching him how to speak. Do you know what I mean? But... um. <laughs> I've taught him how to speak and now he uses it against me. Do you know what I'm saying? What was that? No, I'm just joking. But he's like, um, at Christmas, you know, and asking for all the different things, apple this, apple that. I said to my son, Jordan, when I was young, we got an apple product. Guess what it was? It was an apple, yeah? An actual apple. Yeah, didn't have any buttons, just there you go. And you're like, oh, thanks, mum, thanks, that's a great Christmas present, yeah. And uh, I bought my son a little present that was, like, connected to, like, my childhood. Because when I was a kid, and I don't know how many people are going to remember this, but do people remember etch sketches Can you remember etch a oh. everyone a lot, a lot of uh, enthusiasm for an Etch-a-Sketch, yeah? And them... Um, you know I got my son this and my little Jordan would draw things and the worst nightmare as a dad would be when he's drawn something and then he comes and he brings it to you and he's like daddy I've drawn this for you and you're the dad and you love your son and you want to encourage him at all times but you are looking at this thing and you do not have a clue what it is yeah you're like oh (laughs) Oh, you've drawn Daddy a rocket. And he's like, no, 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 not a rocket, a giraffe. No! Daddy, oh, what is it? And then he goes, I've drawn you, it's you. (laughs) Come on. That is rubbish, yeah?
2: (laughs) But those of you that know Edge of Sketch, he
3: does his little drawing and then... You just pull the lever along and it just wipes it completely clean, yeah? And you know, friend, maybe you're here for the first time, maybe you're watching online, maybe you're listening to this and, you know, we know we're all having a go. We're trying our best. We're like trying our best at life. We're doing some stuff, We're, we're making decisions, but we're making mistakes and It doesn't always look what we wanted it to look like. And it's not always everything that we intended it to be. And it can sometimes be a bit of a mess. But the reason why we get so passionate and lift up our hands and get emotional in worshiping Jesus is because even though we've made a bit of a mess wonderfully and beautifully God sent his son Jesus who died on the cross and when Jesus died on the cross a way was made possible that it wipes all of our mess completely
2: clean amen that today you can go from this place washed completely clean your past is no longer trapping you your past no longer defines you your past no longer trips you up but you are completely
3: clean in the name of Jesus Oh, that we would be open to his superlative love. That he would wash over us. And at the end of this, we're going to get an opportunity to come before God. And I I was praying this morning. And I felt like somebody's got a lot of shame. And of course, on the outside, you look fine. But you're struggling with shame. And you're like, Mark, if you knew some of the things that I've done. Mark, if you knew some of the places that I've been. But I want to tell you today, my friend, there is no wreckage too big. There is no scar too deep that can ever stop the wave of God's forgiveness washing over your soul and making you clean. So not only do we want to be open to his incredible supernatural strength Not only do we want to be open to his superlative love, but we also want to be open to his supreme power. His supreme power. I want to be open in the service to be open to the power of God. I want to believe that God would do something majestic and incredible. I want to believe that God would do something that would blow your mind that you'd be absolutely like wow i did not expect this but i love these words because it says you know now to him now to him who is immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us whatever you dream whatever you imagine Wow, God is up for doing something way more powerful than what you could ever dream or imagine. Amen. Amen. Now, I know, I know that we've got to have a theology around why does God not always heal. And we've got to have well thought through words about why does it sometimes feel that God doesn't always move. And I believe in all of that. But I want to remind you, as a Pentecostal, God-loving congregation, I want to remind you as a group of people that are on an adventure that is one of the most exciting adventures in the UK, I want to remind you that God still does miracles, that God still moves, that God still heals cancers, that God still completely turns around that doctor's report. That God completely can bring salvation to every neighborhood and every area of Norwich. Hallelujah. I got excited in my room this morning as I started to pray and say, God, would you save businessmen in Norwich? God, would you save businesswomen in Norwich? Would you save the broken and the hurting and the devastated? Would you have salvation spring up all over this wonderful city? And I'm praying that not only will people be talking about the amazing building. Not only will people be talking about the wonderful and incredible thing that God is doing for your church next next year with this building, but I'm believing that there's going to be people talking about wow, the salvation is springing up all over Norwich. Salvation springing up in the schools, salvation springing up in the neighborhoods, salvation springing up in the communities around here. Wow see, I still believe that God moves powerfully. He does miracles. God wants to do some miracles today. And our hearts come before him and we say we are open to your supernatural power. Hallelujah. I love it when I'm preaching and then suddenly... There's a keyboard player playing behind me, yeah? And that's like the church's way of saying, okay, that's enough, yeah? With, yeah, we need to wrap this up now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was bad until my wife bought one for home. She's got one at home. Okay, let's wrap this up, yeah, let's just, that's good. Thank you. He kind of looked at me in a sort of way that said, yeah, we're going to chat about this later, yeah? <laughs> you know, in a moment, I'm going to give us opportunity to be open, and we're going to linger in the presence of God, and I believe God wants to do something incredible. When I was, when I was in my late 20s, I got the opportunity to go out and preach in a, a large church in America. And they said, Mark, we want you to come and we want you to preach on the Sunday. But on the Wednesday, we love what you're doing in the UK. And we'd love you to come and put a few projects before our missions board. We'd love you to kind of just set a little challenge for us. And we would love to bless you and your ministry. I was like blown away. I went. It went wonderfully for me on the Sunday. And God was with me. And then on the Wednesday, I was outside this mission boardroom, and I was pacing around. And I was pacing around, and I was like nervous, and I'd got a little project that was going to cost about 200 pounds. And I was thought, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to ask for this 200 pound. And I was getting myself in the right fervor. I was like, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to go in. I'm going to be very strong. I'm going to be very straight. And I'm going to be like, we're doing this for God. And if you could give us that 200 pounds, it would be amazing. I was really built up. And I was kind of like, and then this old lovely gentleman who'd been at the church for a lot, a lot of years, he's coming along the corridor and he saw me and he says, Mark, thank you. Thank you for what you brought on Sunday. I says, oh, it was an honor. He says, I hope you don't mind me asking you about what are you going to go in and ask the mission board for? I felt a bit embarrassed and a bit sheepish. And I says, well, I'm just going to ask for it. I'm just going to, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask them for 200 pound. And he just put his hand on my shoulder and he just says, Mark, Mark. This is one of the largest churches in this area. The missions board have got so much resource. If you go in and ask for 200 pound, guess what? They'll give you 200 pound. He says, but I want to encourage you to think a little bit bigger and go and ask for a bit more. Well, I went away and I sought God and I thought it through and as a project I was doing with the schools at that time and I went in and I asked them for 10,000 pounds. 10,000. And they gracefully listened, and they said, just give us a moment, and I went and sat out, and then I came back in, and they says, we've listened to your plea, we've listened to your project, and we would be honored. We would love to give you this £10,000. And as a Scottish guy, I stood there, and I thought, why didn't I ask for £20,000? Why? Why didn't I? You see, I learned a lesson is that there's some resource, and I was thinking too small. Oh, my friend, we come before an awesome, mighty, holy God. Oh, my friend, do you know what? Today we come before a God of incredible resource, God who can do powerful and mighty things. Let's not come with a teaspoon and ask God to
2: fill us, fill our teaspoon. Let us come with hearts that are open to the supernatural power of God. Let's come today and say, do you know what, God? I'm coming to you for a healing. I'm coming to you for a family member. I'm coming to you for a sickness. God, I'm coming to you for finance. God, I'm coming to you for an incredible resource. God be like,
3: wow, I want to give you the desires of your heart
2: wow
3: that God would bless you today that you would come before God and be open to his supernatural power I'll tell you what I'm coming to God for I'm coming to God I love being anointed in church I love being anointed when God's using me in church but I'm praying that I'm going to come and in the Edinburgh Fringe when people are swearing and shouting all kinds of dirt and muck and it's a volatile atmosphere that I'll be having fun, keep everyone moving and then in that venue, in the presence of God, God's glory will come into that venue
2: and will draw those people to attention in the name of Jesus. I'm not just looking for some nice words. I don't just want to be a little bit of light in a dark place. I want the presence of God to
3: arrest the room and for people to be like, wow, what is going on? God is here. I've got a big prayer. What's your big prayer that you're coming to God with in the name of Jesus? Don't ask Him for 200 quid. Come with hearts that are ready, with big, huge, incredible, enormous prayers and see what the Lord will do. I wonder if we could bow our heads in the presence of God. From the first song today, I've sensed the anointing of God in this place. And in a couple of moments, we're gonna be open to His power. But before we do that, I want you to be open to his love. I know that there are people in the room and you've got brokenness and wreckage. You're like, Mark, when you talk about the wreckage on the beach, Mark, when you talk about it being an eyesore, Mark, that's me. And in this next couple of moments, the powerful wave of God's forgiveness can come crashing over your heart and take it. So what I'm going to do is simply this, is I'm going to pray a really short prayer. Don't pray after me out loud, but pray in your heart. Pray in your heart. And then I'm going to say amen. And I'm going to count to three. And I'm going to say if you prayed that prayer in this room. I'm going to ask you to be bold. And ask you that you would raise up your hand. Put your hand up in the air. And I'll see that you prayed that prayer. For the wave of God's forgiveness to come over your heart. Hallelujah. This is the prayer. Why don't you pray it in your heart right now? Oh God. I know. I've got brokenness. I know I've got wreckage. I know my soul is blemished. I know I've got scars on my soul. But you sent your son to die for me so that it can be wiped clean. And I receive the wave of forgiveness right now over my soul in Jesus' name, amen. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, I'm going to count to three. And if you prayed that prayer today, I'm going to ask you: you raise up your hand. One, two, three. That's amazing. Just keep them up for a moment so I can see. That is amazing. Lord, come and do your work. and Wash over us in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen You can take your hands down That's incredible And now church In a couple of moments I'm going to be handing back to the leaders But before we do I want to say You've been invited to the mission board You're standing outside What are you going to ask God for? Because he wants to bless you He wants to bless you Beyond your wildest dreams or imaginations What are you going to come before God? Be open to his power so church, why don't we stand in the presence of God? If you feel okay and comfortable for this, why don't you raise up your hands to the presence of God? Why don't you reach up your hands nice and high and
2: strong in the name of the Lord? Why don't you have in your heart right now what you're coming before God for? And I know, I know that there are sicknesses that are being brought before God right now. I know. I know that there is cancer that's been bringing me before God right now. I know there's financial need that's coming before God right now. I know that there's big asks, but we come before a holy God. We come before a glorious God. We come before a providing God. Hallelujah. God, we come. We come and we make our asks before got their hands in the air you're asking God for a decent night's sleep because you've not had one for a long time come calm, God calm. somebody has had a bad report from the doctor and your hands are in the air right now and we're believing that God's help will pour from heaven touch you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet in the name of Jesus online. Reach out. Reach out and receive right now, wherever you are, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, church, can you clap before God? Can you raise a shout before God? got it in my soul I've just got it in my soul that someone held up a baby towards God I feel like somebody in the room you held a
3: baby up towards God I don't know the circumstance I don't know the situation but God you're all glorious and all powerful you are a holy God And whatever that baby needs, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would pour it down from heaven. Your goodness and your healing and your mercy would pour on that little baby's head. And in the name of Jesus, we would celebrate because God is an awesome God. Oh, church, God is good. Why don't we give God a massive hand clap? Hallelujah. Come on, let's
2: give him praise let's lift up his name Hallelujah
0: Wow what a beautiful sense of God's presence here did you receive the word today church? is your inner man strengthened today by the word of God? ready to go in power this week? wonderful wonderful hey for you today During that moment that Mark led us in where maybe for the first time you responded, you prayed that prayer with all of your heart and you asked God to forgive all of the blemishes, all of the sins, we wanna congratulate you on connecting your life with Jesus. And as a team, we would love to get Mark's gospel into your hand today just to commemorate, just to honor that brave decision that you've taken. You know, you're never gonna be the same again. Now the Spirit of God is living in you and is empowering you to live for Him. So I wonder across this place, can we congratulate people who made that decision for Christ, responded to Jesus?